Do you want to give the enemy something to work with? Or do you want to give the Lord something to work with? And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm your host, Alicia Sharp. And today on the show, we have Priscilla Shire again. She is talking to us about fearing not and just believing God at his word and taking him at his word. Here's Priscilla. On this particular time, this is the first time we were all traveling together. Most of the time, my entire family uh, travels with me. We all travel together. All five of us were together, and Katie was traveling with us. I believe we were going to Los Angeles from Dallas-Fort Worth. And so we got to Terminal D. We pulled our car up to Terminal D. We knew that that's where our flight was going to be leaving from. And we got all our bags out of the car, got ourselves out of the car. We walked into the airport, checked our bags, and then we got in line for security. My family and I happened to be shuffled to one line. Katie was in another line, but we were both going through, all of us were going through the line at security. And so we commenced to all basically take off all of our clothes so that we could get through security, so that we could board this plane. And my line, our line, went so much faster than Katie's. I don't know what the holdup was, but there just was one holdup after another, and she couldn't get through. And so all five of us had gotten through security, and we're on the other side of security, and Katie was still back there waiting to come through. And so we just kind of waited a second and waved at her. She lifted up her shoulders, unsure of what was going on. My husband sent her a text and said, we will meet you at gate 22A. Now, when you come through security, that particular gate was literally right to the left. We could see the gate from where we were standing. She checked her message. We saw that she got the message. She waved back to us, thumbs up. I will meet you at gate 22A. So we went and we sat down at the gate. After a few moments, they started uh, boarding for the flight. And so I decided to go ahead and get the kids on, get their bags in the overhead compartment, get them all buckled in and ready to go. And so we were sitting there on the plane. We're still waiting for Katie. And now we're getting a little bit nervous because Katie is still not there. And really half, half of the plane is already full. And so uh, people keep lining onto the plane. We keep looking for Katie. We do not see her. And we finally hear the airline calling her name over the loudspeaker. Now, you know you late when they start calling your name over the loudspeaker. So they're calling her name over the loudspeaker, and we're really nervous now because everybody's on the plane. They're about to close the door of the jet bridge, and she still has not gotten on the flight. And we really think at this point that she is going to miss the flight. We have tried to call. She hasn't answered. We have texted. She has not responded. We don't know what is going on. And literally moments before they're about to close the door of the airplane, Katie comes racing down the little small uh, narrow aisle of the plane. She races down. She is sweating bullets. Her hair is plastered to the side of her face. She races down the aisle, plops into her chair, takes a deep breath and wipes her face and buckles up and she looks up just in time to find all five of us looking at her like this. We said, Katie, what in the world happened? Security was just right there and our gate was just right here. What in the world happened? She said, well, I saw on my text that Jerry sent me that it said gate 22A but I just assumed that he meant A-22. So I got on the airport train that takes you to all the different terminals in the entire airport. I went from D all the 
way over to A on the other side of the airport, went down to gate 22. Obviously, I realized that was the wrong gate, so I had to get back on the train, go all the way around back to here so that I could hopefully make the flight. She was like, I didn't even think that I was going to make it. My husband looked back at her <laughs> like this. And then he said something to her that I will never forget. He said, oh, Katie, if you would have just believed that exactly what I wrote is exactly what I meant. <laughs> Could have saved you so much time and so much energy, so much sweat, so much frustration. If you would have just believed that exactly what I wrote is exactly what I meant. I wonder how much sweat and how many sleepless nights and how much frustration and how much worry and concern and anxiety would be saved us, the daughters of God, if we would just believe that our Father wrote exactly what he wanted us to plant our feet and stand on. Do not lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, just acknowledge him. He will make straight your path, even when it does not make sense, even when it doesn't seem rational that this would be the way to come to any sort of resolution in that particular problem that you're facing. Lord, you don't want me to do this. This just seems like a better option to me, Lord. No, no, plant your feet on what I said and stand still. Most of the time, when we have a friend that is in a, having a, a problem or she's in trouble, um, we don't say to stand still. We normally say, girl, don't just stand there. Do something. <laughs> Moses says the opposite. Girl, don't just do something. Stand there. Trust God. So Moses says, you want to get through this thing, you be fearless. And then he says, you be still. And thirdly, he says, be watchful. I love this one so much. He puts it this way. He told the children of Israel, see the salvation of the Lord. Now remember, they have no idea at this point that the Lord is going to cause, that Yahweh is going to cause the walls or the Red Sea to divide like two walls on either side. They have no clue what miracle is, is even going to be performed if a miracle is going to be performed. They have no clue at all. So they are still looking at the problem as it currently is. And with the Red Sea rushing in front of them with complete doubt in their mind as to how they'll ever be able to traverse this particular issue that they are facing, Moses says to them, see it. He says, see the salvation of the Lord. Before the miracle now, he's not talking about when the miracle comes. He's saying, before you have any clue of how God is going to take care of this scenario, I want you to open up your eyes and see what's happening right now. Now, this is a problem for me, i got to tell you, Rebecca, because when I have a problem in my life, the last thing I want to do is look at it. I want to close my eyes and sleep through it. I want God to hurry up and let it pass. I want to rush through that thing and miss as much of it as I possibly can so that I can just move on to the good stuff. Moses says, don't wait on the good stuff. This is the good stuff. He says, while you're looking at your problem, your marriage is still a disaster. Your child is still struggling with that issue. Your health still hasn't been turned around. Your finances are still on the edge. While you're still looking at the issue, Moses says, open up your eyes and see what God is already up to. He says, there are a bunch of little miracles that if you're just waiting on the big miracle, you're going to miss all the other things that God is already doing and accomplishing on your behalf. 
Moses is basically is saying, I don't want you to miss what it looks like. I want you to always recall what it looked like when I stood on the edge of this water and I held out this rod over the body of water before we even knew what was going to occur. I want you to remember forever what it looked like, the expression on the faces of your toddlers and your elderly as they watched the Red Sea divide. I want you to remember what it felt like to hold the hands of your sweet little grandma that you helped get across that body of water. I want you to remember the details of what it felt like when that east wind starts to blow slowly at first across your cheeks but then begins to grow and grow in intensity so much so that you've got to hold your cloak around you or the wind will take it away when that red sea begins to divide. I want you to never forget what it looked like when your sandal feet had absolutely no mud on the bottom of them because we're walking across on dry ground. He says don't just wait to see the big miracle. There are a bunch of little miracles that God is already doing on your behalf. Keep your eyes open and see the salvation of the Lord. So listen to me, my friend, while you're yet praying for a miracle. I mean, keep praying. You stay on your knees. The scripture says you and I can make our requests known for God. And so we pray, Lord, would you divide that Red Sea? Lord, would you change my doctor, uh, my medical, uh, the, uh, the report that has been given? Lord, would you help my child? Lord, would you take away this addiction? Lord, would you smooth out this path on my job or in my ministry? Lord, would you help my marriage to stop always hanging on by a thread and cause us to be um, just fervent in our love for each other and passionate and have peace and friendship here. You and I keep praying for the miracle. But in the meanwhile, we thank him for what he's done this 24-hour period. We thank him for the miracles he's already accomplishing on our behalf. We do not forget the benefits of the Lord, even while we're praying for and looking forward to how he's going to divide the Red Seas in our life. You be watchful. See the salvation of the Lord. You know what I've begun to do, and I'll tell you this uh, quickly. I've got this little file on my, computer on my computer. It's called He Speaks to Me. It's a little Microsoft Word document. And in it, I have a record of little things that I have seen God do. When I have refused the tendency that I have to want to close my eyes and sleep through the difficulty so that I can move on. When I have kept my eyelids open, forced them open spiritually to see what God is doing. I'm surprised because there he is. I'm surprised because his footprints just showed up over there. There's his handiwork. That right there, that wasn't a coincidence. That was God. And I write that down. And as you write down what you're seeing God doing, even while you're waiting, you know what that does, y'all? It builds a track record with you and God. It means the next time you face a Red Sea, it won't be nearly as intimidating to you as the last one was because you remember you can read a file of all that God has already done. It builds your holy confidence, your remembrance of the power and the strength of God. So be fearless, be still, be watchful, and finally, shh, be quiet. Do not allow your mouth to open in complaint. Make a choice that if you don't have anything good to say, did you have that mom? Uh, my mom used to say to me, if you don't have anything good to say, Priscilla, just don't. Anybody? Yeah, y'all had my mama. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was talking with Lisa Bevere. I will close with this. This is a couple years ago. There was something happening in my life that was a challenge for me, and I was discouraged. 
I was a little bit afraid, kind of trying to combat that. And I knew Lisa, well, you know, y'all know Lisa. She's not messing around. <laughs> and so Lisa, I knew that she would pray with me through it. <clears throat> and so I wanted I was sharing details with her. And as I'm just telling her what was going on in this particular part of our ministry and talking about it with her mid-story, she said to me, I'm, I'm sorry, Priscilla, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but just hold on. Now, I need you to back up and start that story over from the beginning. Try again. Start again. I said, what? She said, yeah, I don't really like your, your word choice. I don't like the words you're using to describe this issue. So if you don't mind, I need you to go back to the beginning and start over and tell me all again. And I need you to think wisely before you choose the words that you, that you speak about. She said, Priscilla, what you don't understand is that the enemy is trying to form a weapon against you. And the equipment and the tools that he needs to actually put that weapon together, you give him with every single negative word that comes out of your mouth. Before the word comes out of your mouth, the enemy doesn't have the tools he needs to build that weapon against you. But we hand them every single time. We speak cursing instead of blessing out of our mouths. She said on the flip side, the scripture says that the Lord watches over his word to perform it. So you got to make a decision. Do you want to give the enemy something to work with? Or do you want to give the Lord something to work with? That was Priscilla Shire. And you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Priscilla Shire Going Beyond Ministries Fear Not. Also, you can find out more information about her at her website, goingbeyond.com. That is all I have for you today. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Morning Moxie, and I will see you again tomorrow. God bless.